Hello, everybody, and welcome to Penguins to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. The Pittsburgh Penguins had a busy weekend signing three new contracts to three players in vastly different areas of the organization. First, they signed 2023 draft pick, and I'm I was sorry if I'm mispronouncing this name, Emil Pieniemi, to a three-year entry-level contract. They also re-signed forward Jonathan Gruden, played a couple of games at the NHL level last season, to a one-year deal. And then Ty Smith was also inked to a one-year contract extension. For the purposes of this episode, let's focus in on Ty Smith, because of those three at the moment, he is the one that is going to make the most impact, or at least should make the most impact, on the Pittsburgh Penguins moving forward. Of course, we don't know very much about Pianiemi, 2023 draft pick. We'll know that in 2026-2027. But let's talk a little bit about Ty Smith. Where does he fit with this organization? He signed that contract one year, $775,000. It's a one-way deal, so he makes the same amount of money at the NHL level as he does at the AHL level. And he's still going to be a restricted free agent after this season. So the Penguins get him back under contract for this year and still have team control to a certain extent next offseason as well. The big part about Ty Smith heading into the season, when you look at his contract, and when you look at where he's at as a player, he will no longer be waiver exempt this season. Now, some of you know exactly why that's important for Ty Smith, but for those that don't remember training camp last season, this is going to make things interesting because last year, Smith outperformed Pierre Olivier Joseph during training camp. It was evident to me, it was evident. To my partner in crime, Nick Horwat, who was there, it was evident to a lot of people that Ty Smith had outperformed Pierre-Olivier Joseph in last year's training camp. However, Smith was the player that was sent down due to his status of being waivers exempt. They didn't have to place him on waivers. There was no threat of him being claimed. So he was sent down to start the season. And as we all know, and as it remains today, there is a logjam on the Pittsburgh Penguins blue line. So because of all of those factors, Ty Smith only played nine games at the NHL level last season. In those nine games, he looked pretty good. He was put in a rough position there because he came up, he was immediately told you're going to be quarterbacking the top power play, a top power play that you really haven't worked with all that much. Meanwhile, these other four guys, whether that be Rust on that left half wall or Raquel, Those other four guys have been working with each other, not just since the beginning of training camp, but most of them have been working together for years on end. So then you just get dropped into that situation, middle of the season, and I thought he performed pretty well. He proved to be exactly what the Pittsburgh Penguins had expected him to be, which was a very talented offensive defenseman. I thought he more than held his own on the defensive side as well, but as was the case last season... A lot of defenders, people got healthy, Ty Smith is sent back down because, again, he was waivers exempt. So nine games at the NHL level last season, one goal, three assists. At the AHL level for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, he played 39 games, scored seven goals, and notched 17 assists as well. 
Now, it was a year where, yes, he was unfortunately the only NHL-caliber defenseman to be waivers exempt. So he was usually the first one sent down when everyone else was healthy. I mean, Mark Friedman was as well, but he was never claimed on waivers, fortunately, for the Pittsburgh Penguins. But unfortunately for Smith, late in the season, there were injuries to the left side. Marcus Pedersen missed time. Dmitry Kulikov was acquired and then missed time. There was an opportunity for Ty Smith to get back at the NHL level, but he was missing time due to a facial fracture that prevented him from likely being called up late in the season. So that brings us to today. Where does Ty Smith fit right now? Two days after he re-signs with the organization, entering his second season after being acquired for John Marino last year from the New Jersey Devils. I would say the Penguins still have nine NHL caliber defensemen. They had 10 towards the end of last season because you could argue Kulikov, but Kulikov falls off the books. You're still at nine. Dumlin falls off the books. Okay, you're at eight, and then they sign Ryan Graves, somebody who is undoubtedly the top defenseman on the left side for the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, again, heading into the training camp, nine NHL caliber defensemen. Smith sits towards the bottom of that list once again. There's a lot of good names on the Penguins' blue line. There's a lot of solid defenders on the Penguins' blue line. He's never going to beat out Chris Letang, Jeff Petrie, Ryan Graves, Marcus Pedersen. Even a guy like Jan Ruda, because of his contract, is not going to be sat in favor of Ty Smith when there's so many other options sitting around. So, he still sits towards the bottom of the list. And then there's the Eric Carlson trade that still hangs in the balance. That's important for Smith because, one, he could potentially be part of that trade and he could be playing for the San Jose Sharks next season. Or, two, it could be another defenseman besides Ty Smith that is traded to the San Jose Sharks in favor of Eric Carlson. One will have to be traded. There's no way the Penguins acquire Eric Carlson and keep all the defensemen that they currently have. So whether that's Jan Ruda, whether that's Jeff Petrie, whether that's Pierre-Olivier Joseph potentially being a trade chip in that, it will affect where Ty Smith sits heading into training camp in September. But if Smith is not a part of that return, I think he'd be a fantastic option for the Penguins' third pairing. And I'm not you know, reinventing the wheel by saying that. I think he brings foot speed that both Dubas and Sullivan are looking for, are trying to add to this lineup. They want to be faster. They want to be more potent offensively. And part of that, especially with Todd Reardon coaching the defense, is pinching and activating from the blue line. It's why they really liked Jeff Petrie last year, whenever he was healthy. It's why, of course, Chris Letang is there. That's why, of course... You look at a player like P.O. Joseph, and they pushed him to activate more and more as he got comfortable last season. Ty Smith, uh, you're not going to have to push him. He loves activating as a defenseman. He's an offensive-style defenseman. He's a great skater, fantastic passer, has a high hockey IQ, and great vision. So that's what he brings to the bottom of the lineup. And the scouting report on Smith last season, according to a friend of the show, Neil Villapiano of the Devil State of Mind podcast, Watched him for his first two seasons in New Jersey. The scouting report that he gave to me was that he's at his best when he's playing next to a stout stay-at-home defenseman. And Jan Ruda fits that bill to a T. So again, the Carlson trade, obviously in the back of everybody's mind. Some people, it's in the front of their minds 24-7. I get that. 
We have to wait and see how that shapes up. Is Carlson on the Penguins? Who's leaving in that case? But at the end of the day, when you're looking at the team right now, Smith has to go through two names to make the opening day roster and the opening day lineup. One of them is Mark Friedman. I like Friedman a lot. I really do. And honestly, he's been nothing but steady for the Pittsburgh Penguins since he was acquired via waivers claim. That was Ron Hextall's first move and one of his better moves. He's been great. But when you're looking at ceiling heading into the season, when you're looking at wanting, as Mike Sullivan said earlier in the offseason, to bring speed, obviously other elements of the game needed to be improved. This was a team that missed the playoffs last year. But speed was a big part of it. Ty Smith certainly brings that more than a Mark Friedman does. So yeah, I would give him the edge over Mark Friedman heading into the season. The other name, though, is P.O. Joseph. Once again, a battle between Joseph and Smith for the third-pairing role on the left side. It's interesting because P.O. Joseph had a really solid season last year for Pittsburgh. It was his first real full kick at the can at the NHL level. And he didn't sink. In fact, I I thought he more than held his own. There were times where P.O. Joseph looked to be a potential top four defenseman for most teams in the NHL. That's the performance that he was putting on. But the interesting part is, of course, Joseph is a name of interest in the Carlson negotiations. And Joseph has the trust of Mike Sullivan at this point, right? It seemed as if, as the season went on, Sullivan could trust P.O. Joseph in spots where he needed a little bit more defense. Now, you'd like to see Joseph kind of spread his wings a little bit more on the offensive side, but at the end of the day, he's a blue liner, and he's a third-pairing defenseman. When we look at the bottom six of the Penguins, what are we looking at? Now, they might not still not score, but what they're going to do is not get hemmed in their own zone and get screwed like the bottom six did last season. Not screw over the rest of the team. At the end of the day, that's what you're hoping for from a third pairing too. Don't hurt the team. If you can help the team, that's fantastic. But at the end of the day, don't hurt the team. That's the most important thing. And P.O. Joseph was trusted to be able to do that. So how much trust, how much built-up equity does P.O. Joseph have with Mike Sullivan heading into training camp? And how much more does Ty Smith have to outperform P.O. Joseph in order to win that spot? How much does loyalty play into this? That's a different question for a different day. But as we all know, Mike Sullivan is sometimes a fiercely loyal head coach when it comes to personnel decisions at the NHL level. So it's between Joseph and Smith. The pros for Smith, he's more offensively capable. He's a better skater. I think he's a better passer. He certainly gives you more of an offensive boost on that third pairing. But when you look at Joseph, again, he's played at the NHL level all last season. He's played alongside some of these guys on the right side. Has a lot of time now with Jan Ruda. Has some time with Jeff Petrie built up. Has played some good minutes with Chris Letang as well. Smith doesn't have that built-in chemistry. So we'll have to wait and see. But also, P.O. Joseph is a better defenseman when it comes to playing the actual position and defending his own zone. So it's going to be an interesting competition once again. The playing field is a little bit more leveled this season, considering Ty Smith is no longer waivers exempt. That Again, that's a big thing for Ty Smith. 
The other positive for Smith, though, he could quarterback power play too. For those that are very concerned with power play too, and those that want to see the Pittsburgh Penguins have a decent power play too, which can be important. It can be a big part of the game. Can be a momentum shifter if the second power play unit gets out there and scores a goal. Ty Smith is a solid name for that role. And again, if injuries persist, knock on wood that they don't, but the Pittsburgh Penguins typically deal with injuries. Ty Smith is a decent name to put up there on power play one, especially if he's given ample opportunity to actually get used to playing on that unit. But it should be interesting. I like Ty Smith. I liked the trade partially when it happened. Of course, now it doesn't look great because John Marino had a great season in New Jersey. Ty Smith played nine games at the NHL level for Pittsburgh. The Penguins need to get something out of this, whether that's involving him in the Carlson trade or actually being able to play him more than, you know, 10% of the season this year on an injury replacement basis. But I'm intrigued to see if Ty Smith is able to outperform again because he did it last year in the training camp. And then unfortunately... Couldn't make the team. Facial fracture. Tough season for for Ty Smith. We'll see what happens in year two. But that's going to do it for this episode of Penguins to Go. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins. Like, subscribe, leave a comment, all that fun stuff. Let me know. Do you think Ty Smith has a leg up on P.O. Joseph heading into training camp? And if you're not watching on YouTube and you don't want to listen and watch on YouTube, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast from. Again, subscribe, leave a review. Five stars would be appreciated. Four stars. How about you just write that in the comment section in YouTube? <laughs> Four stars and less. But that's going to do it for this one. We'll see you guys next time.